skirt, hit the strings on him. Scream! What's that? What else does he say? Louder! I just him Somebody say rockstar baby. The ad lib Kirk hit the strings on him <laughs> is permanently <laughs> like engraved in my brain. And then Kirk plays a solo that's it's with a wah pedal. It's like It's like some uh Lenny Kravitz shit. I remember I just, I just I kept for a, the other day I was just kept saying, Rip that smile right off your face. Another is that for that same says, song? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's like the it's like a bridge later that uh, it's like another James Hetfield. Like, I mean, line. as insane as the video of them doing that is, <laughs> the recording, really the recorded vi- version is bizarre because they mixed it all fucking, or they Swiss Beats mixed it so fucking weird. When they're going into the studio and they're going over like the different like this part's like and the Swiss Beats is just like. Yeah, I can do like a bow, put the bow, you know. I also that part's like, really funny. Uh, folks, for those who are not aware, we're talking about a video that every time I'm watching, I'm like, this came from another dimension. This can't be real. It is Metallica in the studio with Swizz Beats and DMX. No, Wait, Ja no, Rule. Ja Rule. No, I'll get to why I thought DMX in a second. Uh, recording a song for a f- fucking movie called Biker Boys. That called, never came out, pretty sure. Called We Did It. Um... And it re- we did it again. We did it again. I said DMX because one of the highlights of the whole video is Lars with like bleached, slim, shady hair and a wife beater pretending that he knows about rap music. He's like, yeah, I'm glad that we got jaw on the song. I initially wanted DMX. I thought it'd be a little bit of a harder sound, but I think <laughs> Jaw's going to do a really good job. I mean, maybe fucking Lars listens to that music. I don't I don't care what he listens to or what he thinks about anything, but. He seems like a guy like, you know, like Ron DMC, LL Cool J. Probably, when yeah. When he was getting into the music, it was just like... Lars Ulrich is... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm older now. And like this rap stuff, this is really interesting. It's Lars really Ulrich's favorite rap song yeah. is undoubtedly, without a doubt, Accidental Racist by uh, Little Cool J. When I heard Accidental Racist, I thought, hold up. <laughs> What is it with Brad Paisley? Which country yeah. guy is it? Brad Paisley and Little Damn. Cool J. Because Brad Paisley is like a big musician. Why yeah. did he do that? I mean, let alone was, why did Little Cool J do it? Racist friend. He was like, man, I don't. I, I'm sick of all these boops complaining about stuff. And he's like, whoa, there, pal. Now we're not. He's like, I agree with you a hundred percent. But I am I'm also not friends racist. With, I am also friends with Little Cool J. So and he asked Little Cool J, "Hey, Little Cool." Hey, little Cool J, is it racist at that? And he goes, yeah, but it's only accidentally racist. And I can still be your friend if you put me on your song. Listen, if you forgive my gold chains, I'll forgive you for the iron chains. Incredible. That is, a, that is an actual line from that, that song. That little Cool J agreed to, to say. If on you record. forgive me for wearing jewelry sometimes, and not all of them, not all of black people do that, most of them don't. Most people, in general, don't wear jewelry. Really, I mean, I saw a white guy at my. I was at my brother's birthday, fortieth birthday, and this the white guy with a couple gold chains, bigger, bigger, like thicker gold chains. Ooh. And so, like, oh, were you in Greece, New York? By no, I was a lot in of Italian. But I mean, I see. Oh. My family kind of grew up in that area. I mean, you know, um, a lot of uh, Italian Americans in that part of town. This younger kid there. Um, said I looked like Jesus, and then he said, I know what he looks like. Um, 
I'm a Catholic. Naturally. And I <laughs> No, so you were around Italian Americans then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I his mother, we got a statue of her in my front lawn. Yeah, I, the Virgin Mary. That's like oh, hardcore Tim. Italian. Yeah, that's like it, actually probably just let's just turn yeah, the AC unit. Just the, it's like in uh Jersey off, everybody's I mean. got the statues of the Virgin Mary. I've heard. It's like hardcore Italian territory. It, it's like how every house in Maryland has a picture of a crab on the wall. Yeah, every single one. And it's true. We actually confirmed we saw it that one. Really? Yeah, yeah, we confirmed it with our Maryland friends. Uh, oh, this is the Kings of Punk podcast, by the way. Tyler Hammer, Gary U.S. Bombs, we are back from uh, our tour with Hallucination Realized. We did it again. We did it again. Fourth time in a row, successful. Um, and, of course, Jake Razor to our left and yes. right. Yes, hello. You're going to be hearing this next week. We got, got recorded uh, two oh. episodes with Connor in... Your absence, yeah. Uh, whilst I had the house to myself, maybe we'll put this one out before. How's Connor? We can do that too. Connor's Connor's good. We we did some pretty good episodes. Uh, we did the MGK one, which already came out, which is that was fun. No, how we endured. I watched that fucking movie twice because I watched what? it by myself and then I watched it with him. Damn, so, that sucked. I kind of about it. I wanted I wanted us to do it, but it, it's funny that you. I don't were know just if like, I can. I'm going to do it. Maybe they'll do a sequel. Um, yeah. And then I did another episode where I, we just kind of chatted about. It. I'd come back from Ithaca and I got some records and some books, and we covered some of that content, just sort of a little bit more loosely structured. But it's great to have you guys back. I'm excited to hear a <laughs> little more about tour. You guys told me a little, a little bit, but it's always I like to know what's going on in the in the U.S. of A. And I like touring myself, so maybe me and the audience can get something vicarious from that. Well, we didn't do anything super ambitious. Uh, playing like distance wise, um, I think the furthest we were from Rochester probably was probably like, you know, ten hour, ten plus hours, maybe with Raleigh. Oh, like Raleigh, Raleigh is like I think that's like that might even be like 12, 12 14 hours. That's you're in the yeah. south at that point. You're in the that's south. ambitious. Oh, that's definitely the south. Yeah, yeah, because that's past Virginia. I mean, Virginia is the south. So, um, I mean, uh, Maryland, Maryland is. is yeah, kinda, I mean that's kind of one of those in between kind of things. Maryland is yeah, that's that's, that's like, in between. That's like DC and DC's the South, which I wouldn't quite say, but that's definitely some like North meets South. Yeah, yeah. yeah Virginia like that, is, would be the cutoff point. I I agree. The northern southern fusion is that we all love. But um No, it was it was really good. We had a great time. Um it was our fourth tour as Hallucination Realized. And uh, this is we got a <laughs> Sorry. uh something up on our T V. It's uh Trey Williams from Dying Fetus and we Got the uh, perfect pause moment where his eyes are kind of closed, but his mouth is open. Love, <laughs> love, really funny. You want to have fun, folks? Just pause people on YouTube, dude. It it really is pause like people getting speaking. someone just like, uh, like, oh, what the fuck is this stupid guy gonna talk about? Probably some stupid dumb shit based upon how he I looks mean, right now. Probably. And then you find out he's actually like a you know college. Uh, he's got a doctorate. Yeah. Does it's, that guy from Dying Fetus really have a doctorate? Yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What is yeah, he, John a, sur- Gallagher's is he a like, heart yeah. surgeon? John Gallagher's like, I only want doctors Well, based, the band. based on the name of the band, I would say that he's uh, probably an abortionist. He's an abortionist, yeah. Abortionist. What kind of doctor are you, abortionist? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the just one. That, I'm the I'm the doctor that. Uh, using the, they, everyone uses the lingo from the Borat movie. Well, when Dying Fetus heard about Roe v. Wade being overturned, they were pissed <laughs> off. They were like, we got to... 
like, this do a is new really album. Good. We got to go back on tour again, folks. We got to stick it to the Supreme Court. That's what dying feet. We're, si- uh, we're we're doing a tour of the Supreme Court, fucking justices. Yeah, we're going to their houses and Blair. <laughs> we're gonna play our. Yeah, we're gonna play uh, homicidal retribution outside yeah. of their houses. We're gonna, play, we're gonna play. Uh, Kill your dog, rape your mother, or what is it? What is it? It's ra- rape it's, your it's mother, kill, kill your, your dog. dog. Uh, we're gonna play that at you, at excruciating lava. <laughs> we're volumes. actually we're not gonna play it ourselves. We're just gonna get a really good sound system and play the CD. We're, we got Man of War sound system, and we're playing it at you. And then we're gonna follow it up with gloves of metal by <laughs> Man of War. Then we got Man of War to play, <laughs> and we got there. <laughs> we're and we're gonna unleash their pat their their axe guitarist at you. Uh, did, was a did you guys know that the drummer for Man of War was so strong that at the <laughs> oh, end of dude. every set, like his drum kit would be completely it would be like a pile of dust, <laughs> cymbals and everything. Yeah, the, there was a lumber shortage because of it because yeah. of the band Man of War. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we need metal drums so his doesn't he doesn't break them. Yeah, and I think at that point it's more like, hey, uh, buddy, why don't you learn how to play the drums the right way? Yeah, it's like we decided to play. The drummer was like, I'm playing with hammers. Like, I play with bullets and guns. <laughs> uh, he probably didn't want to do that, Tim, because he because the members of Man of War are some of the dumbest people that have ever walked the face of the planet. That I'm is true sure. too. I remember what like I heard the band and I was like. This is stupid, but this is pretty cool. And then I like looked up interviews with them, namely like the one where they're on Nickelodeon playing for children. But there's others, which is I, also very questionable on Nickelodeon's end with what we know yeah. about them now. What yeah, we yeah, know now, yeah. If, did we talk? Have we ever talked about that? People know that well, the he's second like the guitarist, the sax man, the second guitarist, of Ross man the boss, or the not Ross, no, not Ross. Ross. No, he's after a good Ross man. the boss left. Ross the boss, uh, vindicated from history as being a great man. Uh, their second guitarist, who they must have, he must have. They must uh, have found him locally at the uh, at the local. Uh, the, he must have something on them. It was the dog them. racing track in Auburn. Yeah, he, they must have something. He must have something on them because, like, not too long ago, it was like he was arrested arrested for child pornography. Yep. So he must have maybe before he like before he joined Band of War. No, no, maybe like, like during oh, or who Band knows? Who knows how long he'd happened. been doing it? Well, and, like, that's what you get for getting a guitars that you met at off track betting. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, he probably sent it to him, and it was like, "You better let me in." They even have war. fucking OTB in Auburn. I don't know. They I don't think Auburn. They probably don't. Auburn's like not a city, really. I don't think it's like a town. It's more like a village. Yeah, just, you got uh, more than a couple idiots there too. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they, they had a, a gathering of the village idiots, and that's where Manowar came from. I did. I heard this funny story about Manowar playing Auburn, where there was like, you know, allegedly like there were so many people who were there to get like. To play the show, you know, they were, like, around, like, you know, three blocks, like, waiting to get in. Oh, sure. But uh, Man of War didn't get their, you know, their requirement of, uh, you know, like, a bag of cocaine before they played. And or they were, like, like the loudest we're sound not system playing. on the block. In their fucking hometown. Yeah. I mean, wow. so that, I don't wow. know. They, that, are, they are notorious for doing that now. Like, there's so many gigs. Like, there was a gig they're playing in, like, Chile or somewhere, and it's, like, Someone is like taking up the call to have us there, and it's like making this big. And it's like, dude, like, yeah, no wonder you guys don't play shows outside of like Germany. It's because you're probably the most annoying fucking pricks in the world now. Like, Euros can, they're like, oh, yes, yes, we know how to handle. I mean, we are just as bad as they. We don't know that they are annoying because we are Euros. (laughs) We we are so annoying. But some of us, we uh, <laughs> we understand that they are also very annoying. Like, they were going to play Hellfest, and they, like, dropped because they're like, we need to be so loud. 
and like they're like, okay, well you can't, well, you can't like it's like there's other, it's like an open Hellfest is an open air fest, the one in France, and I think they were like, essentially it seems that they were, they were like, okay, well we can't sound check you at a thousand d- dBs when like there's other bands, so like you know what I mean, like we you maybe have to wait, and they're just like, we cannot accept this we're canceling because at one point we had the guinness book of world records for loudest band in the world i mean that's dumber than not playing because you don't have coke that's like fucking embarrassing to be a grown man and not playing a fest in europe you get to take a european vacation and you're not going to play because they can't make you louder than everyone well yes here's the problem they actually you know, they reviewed this Guinness Book of World Records thing. Yeah. They actually didn't get loudest band. They got world smelliest band. <laughs> they had a stinkometer that they uh they had. They uh, mixed up with the, uh, the device the, the to check the volume meter. levels. And they were like, wow. So when they got it, they were like, wow, we're at 150 100 dBs. Levels. And it was really 150 um, stink rotting, uh, you know, Rotting egg shit. and fish levels. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they actually had the award for uh, world's dumbest guys. Yeah. Which they didn't hold on to very long because there's a lot of dumb guys. But they have to, they got to be up there. It's pretty gnarly. But, you know, great tangent. But tour was great. Um, no Man of War moments really. No uh, man of war moments. I no. will say, I will say, because no. um, Gray from Demolition uh, posited the question of like he was talking about how like young people in Fort Wayne and like how pretty much after COVID it's been like a lot of young young people and there's always you know the resurgence there's always the four year, the high school the college you know changeover that happens and that's I'd say that's pretty typical for every scene for the most part yeah we we Some, had a long period of time where that didn't happen in rochester and then it just yeah. happened recently i thought we i feel were like done, it happened but... a lot of places though but um yes yeah i feel like also it depends who's tapped in i think we're unique in that like a lot of the bands that we had um were not tapped into like a couple things they weren't tapped into like any social media whatsoever none so yeah. from like 2012 to 2015 there was like no bands that were potentially able to pop off that was on social media because it's like, oh, who cares? And now that's, like, the cool thing to do is to not have social media, and it's like, again, Rochester just, like, ahead of its time, but, like... But also still in a bubble. Which, but still in a bubble. And also behind the curve. Be, be, yeah, exactly. And also... Um, I'll, I'll and very impressive, on huh? I don't know how we managed Ahead to of do its that. time in, like, the worst way you can be. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I'll note, like, that's... No social media is a cool thing to do, I think, I know this is what you meant, but to clarify for the listeners, within a very specific milieu of, like, hardcore punk, that's the cool thing to do. I mean, by yeah. and large, you're supposed to have it, and you're supposed right. to use it excessively. And But, I mean, it kind of ruins the illusion if it's, like, you know, like a, like a crust, like... Yeah, you know, like a raw punk cross band. Yeah, like got, why like, would they? Media. Why would they have that? It doesn't yeah. make any goddamn like a lick of yeah, goddamn if gonna, sense. If you're gonna do like a two a, a demo and a seven inch and then like a, maybe an LP or something like that, yeah, there's no real reason to. You know, this band isn't gonna have much longevity. Except like it's it's tricky. I was thinking about this today because with my new band, I don't really want to have social media for a number of reasons, but it's hard. Like. I mean, in Rochester back in the day, people got away with not having it because no one was interested in doing other things, anything other than playing their friends' shows in Rochester. And now it's like if you live in a big city, you don't really need social media because you just know people who can put you on. Yep. Rochester, it's like if, I mean, Leaking Head's about to do a 7-inch. There's a label called Mango Records that is putting it out. I'm stoked. 
uh, he would have never ever heard us if I wasn't like aggressively using social media to make people hear us. Like if you're in a smaller city without a lot of resources anywhere in the city like Rochester, it's like, yeah, it would be cool to be mysterious or whatever. But if you want to have any benefactors at all, you kind of you can't rely on having a bunch of cool friends because there aren't any cool people here. In yeah. That sense. What are you going to say, Tim? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, if I can go back, let me make a correction on my previous statement. Uh, the one web uh, social media website that a hardcore cross raw punk band could use, and it would make sense. I feel like would definitely be MySpace. Like that's yeah, okay. MySpace. That's okay. I mean, I'd say Facebook. Like a lot of social media feels like irrelevant. Well, Facebook nowadays. Is just, that does. I feel like that doesn't even like, like nobody gives a fuck about like a band page on Facebook. No, right? no. I yeah. uh, if I was, if you're listening to this and you invite like. I accept like pretty much at this point every invitation to th- people's friends stuff like projects and stuff like that. But it's like well, I'm gonna make it very clear to you: it makes no fucking difference anymore for the most part. Um, I now it no, could you, you, it could, ahead. but the, the this is the issue. Uh, this is an issue that I think people are forgetting is that like I mean besides the algorithm being fucking dog shit and just constantly showing you shit that is irrelevant to you. People have, like, over the last, like, 10-plus years of having a, a singular social media profile. Wait, Tyler, are you telling me you're sick of getting all the friendlies adverts on yeah, your social media? I, uh, dude, I wish. Uh, it's just always random people, and it's like, look at it's like look at this thing, and then it's the most inconsequential thing that I've ever seen in my life. And look like, I didn't learn anything. I didn't wasn't entertained. It's just like... Here's a button. Um, so... But we've we've been on Facebook for 10, 12 years now. Um, I, people liked pages. They had friends. Those people made new pages. They invited them. They liked goofy pages. They liked all this stuff. Like there is like our general profiles have like too much content on them, too much stuff in there. And like we're not there's so, too much stuff to sift through. And I think a big I- issue also is like memes like, I fucking hate memes at this point for the most part. I like I look looking at them, but, like, I, I don't need to like a meme page for the most part. No. Like, and also, like, if you eliminated memes from your life, would they, your life would be fine. Like, once, once bands started using them as, like, a way to promote themselves, it's Horrible. like, and I've done it before, and it's fun to make them. But at the end of the day, it's just like, jeez, well, this well, kind mean, of does suck. What's even worse is like you meet a person in real life, and then they say some stupid shit, like, or I don't know, like they're like talking about memes, like it's like a fucking like a personality trait. Yeah, it's like that's it's like, that's like, disturbing. Or like the yeah. way you talk about like a TV show you saw. Yeah, yeah. right. So, it's like, like it's it's no, a meme. Man. Like, so no. to go back to what I was saying with Gray, Gray talked about like how young people, like now young people are actually in like to going to shows and stuff like that, and it's weird, and. But I will say I was kind of we were kind of experiencing that when we first started going to shows again after the pandemic year plus yeah um, year and a half of not going to shows very similar thing where it's like damn who are all these young people I don't know some of them I have no connection to any of these people but they're coming to the show somehow cool going playing outside of Rochester we kind of saw that too but I think going on tour helped kind of confirm that especially playing in Toronto this past Friday. Where like oh we were straight up like HR was like we were probably some of the oldest people in yeah, the show absolutely um because me and Tim are thirty and like I mean yeah. Holy Grinder too those guys were probably like some a little of, bit older yeah. they're like I think closer probably to our early thirties you know yeah. um but yeah like everywhere it's just like there is a group or multiple groups of like young 
Like teenagers. 15 to like 20 year olds who all wear like the combination of goth, ICP, new metal, and then like general punk metal stuff. See, this is the yeah, part like of spikes. This is yeah. the shit that I'm fascinated by is the look. It was like they that. Have a, they it have is a look. weird. Like the, the whole goth some, thing. It is like that's really popular. Yeah. Like, uh, so we played their first show was in Alston. That was January, uh, July 2nd. Um, that show was kind of like that. There was like more hardcore. We played with some hardcore bands, and that was more like that. And I will say, as a even though we are grind power violence kind of stuff, I always want to play with like hardcore and punk bands like more, because usually they're cooler. People like them more. Right. You know? Those are those are the kinds of people we should be trying to reach for, and I, not like metal. Yeah, metal. I feel like that not, makes not at all really. It's like because right now they got death metal and all that shit that I don't give a fuck about. Um. Th- that was cool, and there was, like, some people like that. And then Providence, we played this, like, towny fest and... Played with a David we were, Bowie cover band. Yeah, they were pretty cool. Who was I, sick. Okay, I'm intrigued. You're going to have to back oh, up. Oh, yeah, we we never told you about you that. Oh, yeah. Explain what you mean, because I'm imagining uh, what a towny fest in Rhode Island. What do you mean by well, towny fest? Just, it was an all-day like thing. A like, local, a bunch of local bands. Yeah, it started... Just general local bands? Yeah. Well, well there no, was... There's... What that band Slashers was from New York City. They're from like New York City, that region. Which whatever. was that What's was like a thrash deal? metal band. Okay, okay. Uh, hard. Not, yeah, not they a were thrash metal band, but like, yeah, maybe, but like, like not, crossover. Not like, is that a better? Not like, um, like Slayer or like Sodom. It was more like Nuclear Assault. Honestly, that's what yeah, I, I thought. I guess kind of. I don't know. It's like, they felt like more. They had like some hard rock kind of in there. Some like they were more rock. I'll say this: they were more. They were a little more rockin' than your typical thrash metal. Band. They had a little thin Lizzy to their. That lead. sounds good. I'll, yeah, I'll they were pretty. They were yeah. good. They were good, but they played like played probably two songs ten too minutes much. too long. Yeah, yeah about two songs. That's too what much. every metal band does always. Yeah, classic. Um, that was cool. Yeah, David Bowie cover band did all of Ziggy Stardust. The whole thing. Yeah, the they whole did, album. Yeah. They played fucking Moon Age Daydream. And yeah, shit? yeah. Was it good? It, though, dude, they were, they were they were great. They were like the best band we. Did played they have getups? Did they were they wear the? They were in, they were in some costumes. Well, I don't know if it's no. Like, you, I remember they got up on stage and like two two of them were like wearing cowboy hats, and I think like at first we were all like, oh god, this is gonna suck, you know. But then it's like they started playing like I think straight out what they like they were they just played like a five yeah. years five years yeah. would be the first song. Um, yeah, yeah. So. So they wore outfits, but not like the Ziggy Stardust outfits. I don't think so. That's it. it wasn't like it outfits, was kind no. of just like weird. That's like, kind of I don't, I don't cool, know. I don't yeah. know the co- the costumes from that era. So. I mean, it as the name implies, they would look like gay spacemen. Um, and it, so no, they look gay in maybe the bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Not just playing. So it would have been cool if they were just totally normal dressed and they covered that whole album. But either way, that's cool that they were good. Well, well then there was, was like some other shit. There was like a rapper guy. Yeah. Um. Damn, I would want to play this. It sounds sick. Uh, well, I, mean, the, I mean, the the one bad thing is, we asked the promoter guy or Cooper, our singer. He asked, he was like, uh, "When are we gonna get paid?" And then the guy was like, "Oh, well, uh, you're not getting paid today. Like, I got too much, too much expenses at hand here. Like, I got, I got bills to pay." Because they had an outdoor stage. This is the with, guy who you t- were in touch with before the show. No, so no, we buddy, got added on by our friend, uh, our buddy Josh yeah. Marcy. Shout out! Um, he added us on to it because it's like, well, I'm not going to try and book like a competing show um, because it might not turn out too good. Um, and I will say this: I wish you did that because, um, I mean, 
literally if like 30 people like i will say this if 30 people show up and there's one touring band to a show and you charge ten dollars like you're getting that band a decent amount of money for the yeah, most part. yeah. Like, what's like the most a fucking venue, a general small mid-sized venue will charge you one hundred fifty bucks? We'll say. So for sound for sound and anything. If sure, you're even yeah. doing it at a like legit venue, like one hundred fifty dollars probably. It's one hundred twenty-five at Photo City, um, hundred dollars at Bug Jar. So like, if you tell me thirty people show up and you paid ten to eight to ten dollars, like, oh yeah, we're getting like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars. Probably. It's not bad. Not, not bad. I will take that every yeah. single day. So luckily, the we did, we did a, such a great job, and we sounded really killer that day. Yeah, we won the we won the promoter over. He ran up, gave us a hundred bucks to Cooper, being like, "Don't normally do this, but you guys rocked it." That's yeah. a I shouldn't do this because I have a lot. To, you know, it's an expensive day for me, but it's like, oh man. Well, that is a big compliment. Who the fuck was this promoter guy? I'm not trying to. Some guy. He's just some guy from. Rome. No, he, no, he I mean, was. I, I think know. it was the owner of Dusk. Oh, it was really. I think it was. Wow. Of Dusk. What is that? That's, That's the name a, of the bar. The venue. We Sick venue. I would say go go there if, if there's Good shows sound there. Too. Great sound. We had a great job. If you can play a show there and it's one of the options, I would say go there. Just what was the crowd like? Were there like normies there? I mean, there was normies, but there was but, also like people that were like. Definitely into punk and metal and, and shit. They there. were rocking it. They were rocking it when we were playing. Yeah, like, they people off. were going off. Um, so that was that was that was how fun. Was, how was the rapper? He was cool. I mean, I was outside trying to you know not pay attention. So <laughs> we, we got there like way earlier than we oh, needed to. That's where like, we fucked up because we, we were up. we we were straight up like sitting there for like eight hours, uh, waiting to go on and play. It was oh, Jesus, a horrible yeah, move on our miserable. part. Yeah, but um, where in Providence it was. Yeah, yeah, but and, like, you know the venue. The the other thing, like the fucking venue, there was no parking. Like it was really hard to find like a parking. That. This spot. is yeah. how this yeah. is one of my like getting old complaints. We actually well, it we wouldn't have been it that, that was like easily the worst one. We could have parked in the back, but we didn't know because there was like it was it's just one of those things where it's like because Josh like again, thank you very much, Josh, if you're listening. Um, we wish we could have done it a little bit differently. We should have handled it, like how we went about it a little bit differently. I it was fine, though. Is, it was fine. That is a, what I feel is pretty typical, like, getting older, turning into an old man complaint I have is, like, if I go to a show and there's no parking there, I'm like, shouldn't even come here. I'm going straight back home because I'm a little bit stressed out now. Yeah. Um, I usually want I mean, to walk if a little If there was, bit. like, 60 people there, then it would have been fine. There was probably, like, 250, 300 people maybe that went through, Ooh, like, wow. all throughout the day. You know, and that's a, that's a fucking lot of people. Um, But... Next show, July 4th, that is where we really saw, like, the uh, Zoomer kids. You know, oh, yeah, out. New Jersey, uh, Montclair, the meat locker. Young girl who was wearing, like, clown makeup. And elf ears, right? And then with a cradle filth shirt. You're talking about that one? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not clown makeup. I think it was more just, like. It was more like, lo- yeah. The kids love to wear corpse paint now for some reason. Yeah, it's like the crow. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, that is weird. They like they love Sting from uh, from WCW. WCW. <laughs> um or I don't know. Try someone explain it to me. I don't they're, get they're, it. They're like really into miming. Yeah, it's got to be one of those things. Something like that. We but need then, to investigate this. For, uh, go on, Tim. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Like I mean, there was a lot of kids there, and there was also some uh, drunk fifty-year-old pit boss who was punching everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. man. Like crowd killing or just like a drunk? Like, I don't. I wouldn't call killing. it crowd killing. He was definitely just being a drunk. Was uh, he actually punching head. people or was it like drunk? No. Like, I'm going to punch you. No, I'm not. I'm just going to put my fist on you kind of shit. He was like he was like running into people and shit. Uh, but like, like also like he had his fists like balled up. And did he get like, checked yeah. by a bunch of fucking like um, TikTok Ewoks or whatever? There was this uh, strong man guy who was like 
bending bars with his like teeth and head. Jake and shit. He was from there. Uh, singer of Lunar Blood. Yeah, he was bending. He like st- he he's like a bodybuilder, and he was bending fucking like doing the Thor thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, he bent a yeah. frying pan. Well, Thor. But anyway, that that dude, he like when the when Pit Boss was like being a fuckhead, he like wrapped him up real good and was like, "You need to stop." And yeah, I'm like the guy yeah. like chilled out a little bit. Okay. That. No, the Zoomer look, we need to investigate further because I don't know where they got that from. It I is. Mean, it's, it's like a, a weird different thing. It's like hot. Is it all? Is it hot topic? Because it kind of feels hot like topic that. isn't relevant. That's like they no, do meme I mean, shirts now. You know what I mean? Like they're not relevant. They still sell spiky yeah, shit they, and stuff, in like in like trip pants and shit. Right. I mean, that would be the Occam's razor explanation would be just. Yeah, they're kids who fucking, you know, want to look edgy or punk or whatever, and that's what's at the mall in Montclair, New Jersey. I don't. They might have trip pants again. When I went there a little bit in middle school to try and find like spike bracelets, I think they that was when trip pants were like very out of vogue, and they I know for a while didn't have them. So I, mean, I don't I f- know. I feel like there was a couple kids in Toronto who had trip pants on. I saw trip pants in Fort Wayne. We saw kids with trip pants at our show. That's a yeah, regular thing. Trip. It is weird that trip pants are like those are. They're back, in, baby. Apparently, yeah. They're back. Damn. Uh, well, maybe it's like all these kids are like, they're being honest. I'm like, oh, I remember my big brother. It could be. It these. could be. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't fully understand it. It's a very particular look. We've talked about it before and how taken aback we were when Leaking Head started playing shows again. And we played a. I think our second show was in Buffalo, and I remember turning to you guys. We was like, "Is everyone here a juggalo? Like, what is this? What is this show?" But no, yeah. they were all punks i guess like with they, they with look, uh, they clown look like makeup that. yeah so maybe the simplest thing is just that's what you can buy at hot topic still it hasn't changed um i don't know though i don't know if they listen to new metal would be my question i think or they do it i, I feel must, like right? slipknot yeah. has got to be like i feel like you can hear the slipknot and like these these new zoomer bands like, yeah there's it's a like little bit of an influence the three that i would go to would be like slipknot dystopia and nirvana that's the yes. only Though that's things. the unholy trend. And like 100 Gex, if they're like a little less punk and a little more just like a weird mm. Zoomer kid. Let's take a quick break here. Hey, Jake Razor here to speak to all of you about our friend and sponsor, Shirley Road Records. Shirley Road just put out two new releases that uh, I was pretty stoked on when I took a look over on their website and gave it a listen as well. We got the Evil Beatles. Obviously, the band name is pretty good right off the bat. Uh, They're a psychedelic rock band from Greensboro, North Carolina. Not what I might have expected from Shirley Road, but for this label and distro, you got to expect the unexpected because they have an eclectic, eclectic selection of stuff. Um, I'm also really into the Sleep Torture Carrying Water for Rats EP. This is like metallic hardcore kind of metalcore but the songwriting is there the riffs are catchy um bit like converge for me personally you know as a fan of modern life is war dangers that kind of stuff you know that's sort of modern hardcore when the songwriting is there i'm really into it and i thought that ep was really good uh shilly road also did some trading with some other labels recently got a ton of stuff in the distro he's got used stuff over on the website there's an offspring cd there's a tlc cd there's a lot of other stuff too but i think everybody probably likes those groups a lot so take a look for yourself and give it a listen too uh go to shirleyroadrecords.com and also give at shirleyroadrecords a follow on instagram just keep up with all the latest releases all the newest stuff getting into the distro um because cj over there is getting new stuff all the time 
Uh, once again, ShirleyRoadRecords.com if you're looking for a place to start. And for all the fans of Heavier Fare, I know we've got a lot of you out there, and Shirley Road has a lot to offer in that department. Um, there's a new demo release, soon to be like a full proper release, if I understand correctly, uh, by S- Slug Salter, another great band name. Uh, that's like grindcore, but with sort of some screeching black metal influences. I think a lot of our listeners would be really, really into it. So one more time, ShirleyRoadRecords.com and at ShirleyRoadRecords on Instagram. Uh, Go check it out. You won't regret it. He's got something for everybody over there. So question, does anyone want anything from Rita's? (sighs) Man. Some ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. What do you want? You know, (laughs) I'm simple. I want just like... Some custard? Yeah, just some just some custard. Just yeah, a little just uh I can't really get a cone delivered, I don't I can't no. imagine. So just a They got like sloshies or anything like that. They, they got, got like, that shit, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just a medium custard with like rainbow sprinkles. Do they rainbow, I like that you want rainbow sprinkles. They're good. Oh yeah. Rainbow I, I will say rainbow sprinkles goaded over regular chocolate sprinkles. Yeah. I went yesterday, I took my girlfriend on a date to the Costco food court uh, per the request because I was getting gas there anyway because you got to buy gas there. But fucking, they have like the best, my favorite ice cream in the city. I don't Ooh, know why. Where it's it a, the Costco food court. Oh, wow. I don't know why. That's and, like uh, Sam's Club. They used to have like great ice cream. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's just a big, huge cup of plain vanilla soft serve, but it's thick. It's but, good. Right, and it, like, there's just something about it. That's it's fire. Now, and you can get a large soda with refills and a huge hot dog for $1.50. Yeah. Do you want either Italian ice or do you want a misto shake, which is an Italian ice blended with vanilla or chocolate custard? Oh, yeah. that The that misto shake? One, yeah. what, what kind of flavor do you want? What they got. Um, Choose an ice flavor. Strawberry margarita. Chocolate. Mango. Sugar-free tangerine, watermelon, pineapple. Oh, pineapple. That's pineapple. Yeah. And I'm assuming you'd want it with vanilla ice cream. Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. Pineapple does. and chocolate ice cream. Yeah, that does. That sounds like a very odd combo. No, that sounds. I've had like pineapple chocolate or like mango chocolate, like dried fruit with chocolate. It's good, but Trop- it'd be a lot oh, for a yeah, thing I know of ice what cream. You're I, you know, minority opinion here maybe, but I've always I've tried the Italian ice with the custard there. It's good, but it's like ultimately, I'd rather have one or the other. I just want custard. I don't know. Interesting. I, I like. A, it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a simple man, I guess. Oh, actually, no. I'm getting a Sunday. Well, I like that you started recording before we did this. Yeah, people like course. that. People want to know our people fucking know what order before we, we get, always say. Get to it. People like to see how the sausage is made. Yeah, exactly. And this and is <laughs> going into the next day. So New Jersey, we played New Jersey. Great, pretty good show. It was the Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Um, next show was in Baltimore. It was supposed to be in D.C., but due to some unforeseen events, got moved to Baltimore. Yeah. I will say uh, this Baltimore. tour was not played with too many uh, booking issues, I would say, overall. That's good. Um, we played at this place called Zizimo's. Very last minute. It's like um, a stand-up comedy venue. They used to do shows like six years ago. And it was more of like an indie rock, I think, you know, kind of more like acoustic maybe kind of bands playing. Because they... But Brad from we toured the spent Ixius, so the New Jersey day was our first day with them. With them, yes. Um, got to meet a couple of them, Simeon and Mike. Mike and who uh, played the bass and guitar respectively. Yeah. 
And uh, we, uh, we got reintroduced to Adam, who played in Bruce Diga with Brad. Uh, and they are, like, if you can see them on their tour with Tess coming up in August, do it. Ixius is, like, legitimately one of the, like, best, like, grind bands. And, like, best, like, heavy bands going, right? They were, like, so fucking good live. It was ridiculous. Like, I... And I don't say that for much of anything. You no, know. you don't. Um, I don't think I've seen them before, actually. No, the, you, you wouldn't have. They really... They kind of, like, only started a couple years into um, quarantine. Oh, I, we did listen to the record on the podcast, though. I like Yes. Them. Yes, they were um, very good. So, uh, Baltimore show, pretty good, fun. Uh, we played with uh, Brat and Schmuck, too. What does Schmuck sound like? It's a funny name. It's like um, grind, fast yeah, grind, grind stuff. Grind yeah. Yeah, Buddy name. Oliver and Josh. This was really just a tour of us, like, hanging out with our friends. Um the entire time because like a lot of the shows were like we had like yeah schmuck had our buddies oliver and josh that was their, it's a new band um ixius like we've known some uh, one of them and now we were really good friends with them um like let's i mean let me see like uh new jersey we played with holy grinder yeah you um, said that was amazing yeah their they set had a really was good side. i missed them here very unfortunately. I, w- I wanted to see them here it's, i had something else i had to do unfortunately uh, but. meat locker one of the worst venues that i've ever played just because the really sound there, so? i mean in terms of like dealing with anything there it was just like the, the worst thing by far was the 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 bag of heroin they called the sound guy yeah the owner i think <laughs> he's the owner I oh, guess dude so. this guy was like uh, he was like he he was like on another planet, honestly, man. Like, yeah, he was. We just, tried asking him stuff, and he would just like he wouldn't talk. Bad shot, I believe, yeah. is the term we would have used. Shot. Oh, bad. Sh- yes, bad. He and he was bad shot. Yeah, but uh, the PA, uh, we were like, oh man, can't get worse than that in New Jersey, which we should not. have Boy. Said. Should not have said that. It's Zizimo's um, at the place where Tom Myers was performing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Dude. Myers said he was going to come out, and he, he fucking Hello, lied Haverty to me. Grace. I bet we could find. Dude, we passed by Haverty Grace. We saw the sign. And we I did. Didn't, I should have said, hello, Haverty Grace. But I knew that maybe Tim would know what I'm talking about. Like, Cooper and Mitch would be like, what? Most people huh. listening. And I'd have to be know, like, but... hey, there's this, so this guy called Tom Myers. He's funny. He's, he did a he bong hit transplant. He's a bad stand-up comedian that I forced my girlfriend to listen to over my little vacation. What did she think of him? I mean, her jaw dropped at the Tom's joke about eating Hillary Clinton's <laughs> pussy. And, oh, uh, yikes. She liked on Town when uh, Nick said that Tom had a Chairman Mao haircut and was schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> which is, calling Tom schizophrenic is very funny. Yeah, um, I'm going to see if he played at Zizimos. I bet he did. He's been um, fucking doing comedy for 20 years or whatever. But Cooper, the sound person, was timid at best in terms of, like, getting anyone some juice, which I understand because the PA there was for doing comedy. It was not very loud. Uh, not yeah. a show you have grindcore yeah, and bands. Sam Kinison's been dead for a while, so they don't have to prepare for that kind of volume. No. no. And Lewis Black, you know, his career's in the toilet. So. Yeah. in the toilet. So we didn't um, – Cooper ended up blowing out his voice because the sound person was just being quite a bitch. Um, about giving him any well, juice. Because this guy was, he was all like, you know, he was all shook because he's like, oh, if I, you know, if this thing gets, bro- if this thing gets broken, yeah, it's Yo, coming out of more paycheck. They're going to throw me in the ocean. In the ocean. Yeah, they're going to make sure I don't get any more Obey on my <laughs> chips. They're going to throw Obey in my eyes if I don't, f- if I fucking break this thing. 
So that but, was yeah. throwing old baits. That was kind of frustrating. Christ. That was frustrating. Frustrating because then the next two days, well, the next rest of the tour pretty much, well, the next day or two, Cooper was dealing with a blown voice. Fully blown? He, like, pretty much. Like he was, uh, I, he was, I don't think he was fully blown. But, but he had it, to whisper a lot. He had to whisper. He was talking quiet, really. And, it, it, and he was also, like, very mad about it. And yeah. you know what? I don't blame I don't blame him. It's his first tour. He's never done anything like this before. So like, if it was like, yep, that's it, we're done. All right, that's frustrating and annoying. But like, it, he was really crestfallen by it. Which again, don't we don't blame him. And you know, Coop, we love you, and I'm glad we got to kind of overcome this. You learn and you improvise, you adapt. You know, so right. So next time, really, it's like, oh, he knows to like, you know, not do that. Yeah, exactly. This is his first tour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, performing, he's driven, performing. performing. Yeah, he's it's driven for went tours. Went a lot before. better than my first tour, so that's that's probably Did a lot of people. Did you blow your tours. voice? I wasn't singing, but I mean, oh, right. everything was fucked. Yeah, um, I don't. I think my one tour singing was with Death Camp, and that was. I don't know if I blew my voice. I was fucked up. I probably. Oh, so it didn't even matter. Yeah, then. I mean, <laughs> um, Connor blew his voice out for our first HR tour. I'm sure he did. Uh, he probably blew his voice out just talking in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Richmond was cool, but there was also two other grindcore shows. Uh, that, that same was happening night. That same night. Uh, Holy Grinder was one of them, too. Yep. And then, and our... then Sissy Spacek and Nomas. Richmond is like ahead of New York City for having a bunch of shit going on as far as like punk, hardcore, well, metal, it was, grind, all that shit. It was weird. Like the place we played was weird because it was somebody's garage in the suburbs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was very. And then it, like, rained out, and it got to be, like, you know, like, 110 degrees out. And, like, you know, I mean, by the end of the our set in the night, you know, I'm just, like, covered in, like, water. Yeah. Just like, from the wet. condensation, not even from, like, sweating. And Brad had the Brad filled in on vocals for us. PA situation. Brad from Ixius. Yeah. Uh, the PA situation there wasn't uh, ideal either. Um, but at least there was someone there to turn it up. Um, but Raleigh was kind of an upswing. Um, Cooper didn't do vocals for the Richmond or Raleigh show at all. Saving his voice. Raleigh was, he was like getting, his voice was kind of coming back. Uh, big, big tip. Don't talk. Like talk as little as possible. If your voice is blown, talk as little as possible. Don't put as little even talking can hurt your voice, especially after you play. Talk as little as possible after you play, too. Yeah. Um, and then honey, pickle juice, lots of water, too. Like, and I don't, like, because, like, he was drinking tea. He would, like, wake, like, Cooper would wake up and be like, oh, my voice is ruined. But it's like, he drank some tea, and it's like, oh, I can't do vocals. And it's like, he probably couldn't because it would be not a good I- ideal. It but it's like, yeah. every single, like, tea isn't water and because his caffeine has, like, you know, it's a different thing. It's well, there's herbal tea that does help your voice. I don't know if he had. You probably not. And also, like, but also, you, like, like, and you need to drink water, too. You need to drink water. Like, if you're not drinking your three gla- two glasses before and then two glasses when you wake up. Like, I guess is my thing. I was like, if you're not drinking water consistently, every time I've waken up, I'm always just like, oh, man, I feel like shit. Because, like, yeah, you, you're dehydrated and you can't do that. So, yeah, like, I do that, like, every day. It's hard to judge... Uh, if you're if you're feeling messed up, don't judge by how you feel when you wake up. Hydrate yourself. Take your re- med- remedies, medicines, whatever you're doing. Drink and your medicine, then, and then reassess and figure out how you are from there. Because by the end, he was able, to, he was fine. 
Um, but uh, Raleigh was cool because uh, there was a uh, it was it was like a really professional bar. Uh, okay. Yeah. We all did like we all sound checked like you know two hours before the show started. Um, yeah, we just moved our stuff back. With, like beer and a shower in it. A yeah. shower? Yeah, at the yeah. venue. I know. What it was the weird. fuck? I never seen that in my fucking life. Damn. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was like we were in Europe or something. There was a yeah. You said washer and dryer. Uh, we got a bunch of beer. Good night. We got some barbecue earlier in the day. We went to a yeah. museum. We went you to. Uh, I, you sent me museum pictures. Send you we, a picture of your relative there, that owl. The owl, yeah. So we they were like, let's go to. They're like, here, we should check out this Museum of Natural, and I stopped. I was like, Museum of Naturals. Like, <laughs> big, naturals. Big, yeah. huge, enormous naturals. I zoomed off there. I was like, you know, history let's fucking museum. go. I'm all over it. was it. the natural history. Of North Carolina. Of North Boo-hoo. Carolina. Boo-hoo. What the fuck? This bullshit. I want like, history oh, so of naturals. Just big naturals from here, right? Nope. No, Just not even. Them. Couldn't even give us that. Nope. Bunch of crock of shit. Yeah, here's 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 a panther. Not at all what I wanted, but uh, that yeah, the show was really good. Those those couple of shows we didn't get paid them as much because like, well, I mean, Richmond, it's like three other shows. So like, let's say if if ten other more people sh- like, luckily we pushed it back a little bit and some people showed up. But it's like, man, if we if fifteen other people showed up, that'd be a pretty good show. And we also played with Schmuck again, who were like out of, from New Jersey. So it's like. One of those things where it's like three bands are getting paid instead of two or like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing that with Baltimore. That happened in Baltimore, too. Like it was us, Schmuck, Brat, and Ixius. Yeah, and it's Brad like, well, we all need to get paid. Because Ixius is on tour with us, even though they're playing their hometown. It's like they should get paid. So <clears throat> just kind of like a slightly frustrating situation. And like also with Raleigh, it fucking rained like a motherfucker. Oh, like right like when we, we got like the there doors was like a were. flood warning. God. Yeah, it's crazy. That was not where you played in a garage, though, right? Where no. was the garage? Yet? This was in North Carolina. That North was in, Ca- yeah. Okay. But and we had a, I mean, Raleigh was a sick fucking time regardless. Um, Matt, Matt, our sponsor, uh, CJ. Yo, CJ. Thank shout out CJ at uh, Shirley nice. Road Records. Yeah, he uh, gave us a place to crash. Very hospitable great, man. Great guest. We will be back there sometime next year with some project. HR. And then... The real, so this is the real kicker, is then we went all the way up to York, Pennsylvania Which for Friday. The, the the I think that might have been my least favorite part of the tour was the drive from yes. North Carolina to York because that fucking, that Maryland-Virginia traffic is, like, we were driving through Virginia. Our side of the highway was bagged up for 20 minutes because people were, like, stopping to look at an accident on the other side of the highway. Why? Um, I don't they're know. All people fucking are like really stupid. stupid. Who down cares? There, I guess. Like, who gives a shit? I literally, yeah, we literally got to. We got. We're like, all right, this is what's people where the accident is. It's like no accident. And it, there was no accident on our side. It's it was. It's like, like people literally just going so like, frustrating. Dude, oh, wow, I, I was I was going to work once, and literally on the side of the road, there was a car fully on fire. It was black, and it was on fire, and there was so much smoke you could see it from miles away, and no one slowed down even which is how it should be yeah exactly yeah nobody's look if somebody's dead the police will take care of it and or maybe they won't more to the point well i would be more maybe concerned about like oh you know i don't want that car to blow up and uh, you know that could hurt somebody regardless uh, right it's more reason to drive past and and also you're not going to do anything about it no if you are qualified to save someone's life in a car accident by all means don't slow down stop save their life yeah, I I don't I think very few of you out there 
are qualified to do that, so you should just keep it moving. You can't help them, probably. And All then, you can do is hinder uh, other people's ability to get where they're going. Then also, the Maryland, uh, we got through there, and it's like, oh, okay, finally out of Virginia. This is great. But then it's like, oh, we're on a highway where there's like 50 million fucking traffic lights. It's like, yeah, man, that kind of highway. shit. That sucks. Like, also, Maryland drivers are like, oh, really bad. The worst, most fucking prick drivers. Should have gotten ever. Tom Myers on. He's been doing material on this for well, forty there's, years. There's no in between on them. It's like you know, either everybody's driving like ninety fucking miles an hour, or like everybody's driving like really slow and like you know, like a, they're they're like the lights turning green. They're eating crab just, like, cakes. They're eating yeah. crab cakes well, while they're driving. Also, like another thing that they do is that they go if they like can pass someone and someone's not going fast enough, is they'll just tail behind them and like fucking ride their ass for like a couple minutes. And like, yeah, without it's even like you could clearly you could around. you could go around them. Just go around them. Nope, you got to be a fucking. No, pass. I think maybe they must be like, oh, I mean, you get out of the way, like you yeah. move over. Truly, it is. Which is like, yeah, that's really stupid. Uh, so yeah, we had our one uh, car piss. Uh, Cooper had the piss in a in a jug. And also, it just didn't help because we were like in the van for like eight hours that day. It yeah, was really a long, annoying. It's a long drive. Yeah, it yeah. sucked. But, like, that was the longest drive. Some bands who are doing 12, 14-hour drives. We, so. I mean, shit, we did a, uh, I want to say, what, it was like a 13-hour on the tour of Deterioration. We did a 16-hour one. We did a 16 and a 13 on that tour. Yeah. So. That's crazy. That's exhausting just to yeah, we think did about. Rochester yeah. to Minnesota, which was, that was 16. And then we did New Orleans to North Carolina. That was 13. Yeah. So, could be worse. Uh but we played in York, and that was an exceptionally refreshing show. Never like, even Ra- heard of that place. Ra- like Raleigh was refreshing because it was fun. Because we kind of did like this is like we did like collab sets because we again we had Brad and I did vocals this time, and, and Coop just Cooper did just noise. did noise, and then um, Cooper did noise with Ixius too um, during their set. And that was really cool. Um, so then, but the day after in York, no expectations of what's going on. Seemed to be a decent amount of people that were going to come. Uh, Joey Generic from Bloated, uh, sub-humans. bloated subhumans and estranged communications. The record label he has uh, set up the show, and we jumped on it. Like not last minute, but um, we were able to get on there, and one of the bands dropped. Um, luckily, I guess, and it was very sick. Um, bloated subhumans, great. Like f- I would say, fun. Um, I don't. I wouldn't describe it as fun, but uh, very it, loud. Interesting. Yes. Um, like noise rock kind of stuff in the veins of no trend. And, but like uh, it had like that. I feel like it had that touch of like zoomer dumb to it. Yeah, kind. Of, I mean, there was like it's like noise. It's like actual noise rock with like in like hardcore, like punk. I don't know. Hard to describe. I like stuff like but that. But loud and abrasive and. To, but I, I like stuff like that. Not generally. chill in the slightest. And very I'm, cool. I'm my like interest it. is peaked. I'll have to bloated subhumans. Bloated subhumans. You might like out. it. Yeah. Um, Joey's great. Got a great fucking turnout. Flesh Terror, the first band, was very sick too. Kind of like just driving like punk kind of yeah. almost crust yeah. kind of like stuff very cool would like to see them again they even play up here right that's like a band that would probably do pretty good in like you know buffalo yeah and then bison squad power electronic noise stuff that was cool too um ixius killed it oh excuse me ixius killed it um now cooper still trying to protect his voice was able to get a contact mic from a member of Bison Squad, and he well, he tried to do this in in Richmond, but his um his uh, contact mic wasn't working. 
but he was using a contact mic as like a vocal mic and putting it in his mouth and like you could hear like you can hear words coming out of it um so he was, he was using that and it just sounds like you're playing through a guitar amplifier sounds like it's screech yeah it's like screech it's, <laughs> sounds cool you should get on recording it's awesome. of that oh there's a couple of them he oh nice um so he just did that the entire time and it was we we were we were at the end to get the sound guy was drunk and just being like I was going to blast you guys. And so we just turned up as loud as we pretty much could and just fucking... I didn't do vocals that time either. I mean, I, I told the sound guy, I was like, oh, don't even mic me up. Yeah, and he's and like, he nah. Like, nah, I'm going to do it. And then he was like, actually, yeah, I did turn your snare down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a really... That was honestly a, one of our... One of the favorite... our fa- I think probably our favorite show of the year. of Not the year, but like... At, of the tour. Of the maybe, tour. Yes. Was York, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Then we played Philly. What was the crowd like in York? Uh, bunch a bunch of kids, of kids and people. Just and then, like, like some, nice. there was like this one that was like a couple like model people. There was like a guy wearing like a devourment shirt. Yeah, okay. yeah. Just like a mishmash of like anyone that's into like underground I mean, alternative music. There, honestly, like of. a surprising amount for considering the location we were in. I would also say. Uh, free drinks at the bar. Free and drinks. I guess supposedly we were supposed to get we were able to get free food, but I don't know. Which I guess that was I think that was the lot, case. But. And we could have stayed there too. Um, but, but what they were saying, it's like, oh, we didn't like clean it up because we didn't know it was kind of like a, yeah, I, yeah, I guess you could say there, but, um, I think they thought that like us and Ixius were like, you know, maybe like local or like close by or something. Yeah. So, um, but we stayed, we stayed in a sick cabin yes. in the mountains. Um, what's, what's their names? Um, uh, I think it was, uh, Ben. No, ben was it? no, Trevor. I can't remember. Two the, people, we're, we're fucking up. Yeah, we're fucking up. Two Jason, people, Jason, Jason, I think that was and um, Karen. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Jason and Karen, amazing house. Their daughter Magnolia, I believe that her name was. Uh, very aw- also a very big cat named Choo Choo, uh, who was awesome. Oh, he was a big, he a uh, big, big gray chunky boy with not uh, very small and not a tail. cabin like a straight up. This is a house, but it was like in the mountainous woods. How'd you get? Whoa! What the fuck? Yeah, because that's really cool. um, they used to. We actually played. They used to own a house in Baltimore that we played at once called the the BNO Chateau. And that then was our okay. third tour. they moved up to that York area. because it's like you know way sicker, cheaper probably, and like yeah, yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's an interior decorator, so like it was fucking. It looked great. It looked so beautiful. It was like she painted the entire. It was, Incredible, like a beautiful place. That is like, like a lots hu- of room for everybody. Like I think everybody got yep. like a bed or a couch. That is yep. a huge dub on tour to huge, get to huge stay dub. somewhere like that. We went on the Death Camp tour. Our first stop was in Charleroi, Pennsylvania, and it like a crusty dude booked the show, and he said we could sleep on his couch floor, whatever. And I was like, yeah, probably just do that. What else are we gonna do? And then uh, one of our guitar players, Noah, like didn't want to do that. So he was like, let's just get on the road towards, I think, New Jersey, and we'll, like, figure it out. And the the figuring it out, the idea was, okay, well, we're driving by this. There's a big plaza on top of the hill, and there's, like, a Walmart Supercenter. They have lawn equipment there. Let's go in there and see if we can sleep. And, of course, absolutely not. A terrible, so terrible. So we, like, bought, <laughs> like... Oh, we didn't even really try because it was so apparent. Like, the place might have even been, it was, I don't even know if it was 24 hours. So we, like, bought snacks and then, quote, unquote, slept in a car. And it was, oh, no, Pittsburgh was where it was next for a show that. Uh, oh, damn. So you, like, went, like, out of your way, like, pretty much. Like, you know, you went, like, the 
You went to New Jersey, and then you had to drive back in the Pennsylvania. No, no, it was. I was wrong a second ago. It was Charleroi, then Pittsburgh, which Charleroi is like oh. an hour and a half from Pittsburgh, and oh, okay. we didn't really sleep. And then we got to Pittsburgh, and the show was was with Hounds of Hate, and they were, or wait, I don't remember if they played or if they were just there because they knew us. We were with like a post-punk band, but we found out that day that there was a generator show by the railroad tracks that I think another band from Rochester was playing, and everyone was at that, so our show was, like, empty. But was, what was, was the bad. band from the other band from Rochester? I want to say Rotten was playing because this was, like, 2011 or 2012. It was a long time ago. Oh, wow. But I could be wrong. Um, and no, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. If there was one band back from that time, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But so, yeah, even crashing in somebody's fucking house at all is like all right nice we have a place to stay let alone like a really nice house that's decorated yeah. well in the fucking woods that's incredible philly was sick um these amount of people good amount of people turned out um always cool to see moisturizer and friends they're really good human pancake i saw them here um that's but, the guy who talks exactly like peter griffin correct no nah, not exactly, not exactly like but he's got that that new england accent. I mean, he sounds more like peter griffin than anybody else i ever met yeah yeah you can i think you could go with that it was kind of uh, I did, I was in a sour mood when we played because like everyone like I could only in my the, my ear hear like Cooper's vocals and he was playing again through the contact mic thing and like everyone was just like standing there like I kind like, of feel did, like I'm pretty sure that's like a Philly thing man so it's just, like I I if Cooper had been like I th- I think it would have been sicker if Cooper had like been able to like get physical um. You know, just doing vo- vocals normally, that would have been sicker. Yeah, but, like, um, run into it, people. It is what it is, you know. Um, and then, yeah, we played Necrofest, and that was also very fun. Um, and we sounded fucking, every band sounded fucking amazing there. We'll say, I I feel like that was my weakest performance, though, because really? uh, I think just the combination of, like, oh, this is, like, there's, like, a camera right behind me here, and there's... Uh, you know, like, uh, also, like, everything's mic'd up, and it's, like, I don't want to, like, I'm, you know, it's, like, I'm trying to, like, not hit not the mics. Not break the microphones. When you know, because it wasn't yeah. my kid either. Like, it, I played on a house kit. Uh, I see. Uh, yeah, they have so. a good house kit, though, right? Uh, I mean, like, I guess it sounded pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Adam Adam from Mixus was always, like, big up in you, and he's always, like, oh, dude. No, he Which was, yeah, that was cool of him, because, he's I mean, you know, incredible. he's, like, an insane drummer, and, like, I'm not that. I'm not... I can't, you know, drum like he can at all. No, so. I'm not. I'm not saying the disty, but like, yes, if you saw this well, dude, Adam, he is like, he I mean, is I, like a drummer, drummer. I will say, like, I feel like at every show, like, there was at least like one person who was like, "Wow, how do you like, how do you drum like that? Like, how are your snare hits so consistent?" Well, we, so we played Toronto uh, on Friday. On Friday, on Friday, yeah. two on days Friday. ago. With Holy Grinder because they had us on a show, and well, first of all, we played with this band Repentance, like joined because one of uh, one of the bands dropped. another band dropped yeah um bunch of 15 year olds literal 15 year olds playing like m- they like, did death they yeah, yeah, the corpse they, they we went in there and we're like they're playing they covered territory by sepultura and like it's then, like, Yo, then, um, human human target by uh six, six feet, feet under. under which is like Whoa. really funny what then are they called again re- what's the name of the band repentance. repentance okay then an original i think yeah it was original then Pull the plug. Oh no no! Strip rape and strangled by Cannibal Corpse. Yep. Pull the plug by Death. And Whoa. then what did they? Freezing end Moon by Mayhem. Oh yeah, that, that's right. This is a uh, quite a <laughs> sampler they're doing. Yeah. And then what was the last thing they? Domination added? by uh, oh. Pantera. <laughs> that's right. And like the drummer that's a was hell doing of a way to cap it off. Yeah, the drummer was singing, and I feel like the drummer didn't sing at all on Domination. 
which is fine. No. It was it was just it was a bunch of kids like playing metal covers, and it's like hell yes, this is awesome. Like a little sloppy, but I was like telling my uh, buddy Ben, right, it's like Durham, give them I was ten like, years. see where they're at in ten years. I was like, this is what it would sound like if like Mayhem, this is probably what yeah. it sounded like when Mayhem first learned, Freezing. like first figured out like was writing Freezing Moon is like how that, and it's like you know. That's awesome to hear. So yeah, totally. The kids, the kids are right. Uh, it also, nineteen year old, nineteen years old to drink in Canada. So it felt very weird being like, who are all these young kids drinking? And but they're like, like also like behaving. Yeah, it was. It's very. It's very weird. Right, because you yeah. know, if you know, you give like nineteen year olds like you know drinks in America. They'll We've like seen. Get the, yeah, they act like complete fucking. They get kicked out. Yeah, and then sneak back in, and that happens five times. And then do like some stupid shit. There's on six top cop of that. cars at the show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen. I seen it. But tour, tour overall, very good success. Um, a lot of places I would recommend to go. Uh, can't wait to get back on the road eventually. Um, but. Maybe not nine days. Maybe do like a five day kind of four day thing. I think that's more. Uh, unless I, it's one of those things where it's like if we don't have a guarantee of like X amount of dollars, then it's like I really can't afford to do this. Not that I can't afford to do this. It's like, eh, is it worth it? You know, like is it worth it just to make our money back? And then like I feel like we didn't sell as much merch as we did like on other tours. I think it it can be worth it, but it it probably won't be it it's like if you're just making your money back but you're also getting like huge exposure to an audience that you couldn't get exposure to otherwise that can definitely be worth it especially if you got somebody to videotape the shows and that's like yeah, content you that's can what use i was stuff like, like that up to but uh well it seems yeah. like we got a lot of more uh what instagram followers yeah we got a bunch of instagram probably 100 after this weekend probably we have like 150 Instagram, new Instagram followers. That's a lot like, of new followers, that's, yeah. That's, that's like pretty good. Maybe a little less than that, but like 8% of like, if we had 1,500 and now we have like, like 10% jump, 40 or something like that, yeah, it's like 10%. Imagine you have 5,000 and then you have almost 5,500. That's like a lot. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Uh, it just, it's a big jump. It's one of those things where it's like, I am excited to kind of not really play too many, too much anymore with HR, write some stuff. Uh, not only with that, with leaking it too. Uh, I know we got a bunch of leaking at stuff going on, but we have some local shows, and we're going Ohio in September, late September and August, or in October. early October. I really want to go on tour now. Fuck, I can't take that much time off till next year. But well, we should definitely try fucking, to maybe yeah do something, do a little uh, some next. Year. I want leaking head to do the like hit some of the small towns like Death Camp did back in the day. I'd love like, doing that shit, you know, dude. Play play uh, Charleroi and Lindenwold, New Jersey. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Like, I love going places where you can tell, like, oh, touring bands don't go here, like, because then people are actually stoked on you, and I just like... See, that is is the one, I will say, that's noticeable sometimes, like, right, you play, like, a smaller town, and it's like, oh, you know, like, half the town shows up to, like, you know, rock out or whatever. Yeah, random-ass people. I mean, there's fucking, like, at the time, I would have called them emo kids, scene kids, whatever, hot topic kids, back before, you know, it was cool to dress like that. In, yeah. yeah, there were people in Charleroi who bought, like, Death Camp shirts with my face on it just because we were a band who came there. They could still be fucking wearing them for all I know. Like, Let's hope back so. In, back in 2012. Um, no, I, and I just like seeing, like, kind of obscure, forgotten parts of Wait, the country. was it the shirt where, where it's, like, the success, the success story and you're, like, holding a beer on it? No, that wasn't a real shirt, I don't think. Oh, I thought that, okay. I hope no one actually made those shirts. Maybe they did. <laughs> No, this was like the one with the 
a picture of me singing on the back. Um, oh, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, have I talked about Nick Vicious on the podcast? Is that like the twelve-year-old from like from Rhode Island? Yeah, he was we like told the Nick Vicious story on here yet. Do you no. remember? Tyler? Let's take a quick break. Okay, we'll get we'll into come the back. Nick yeah. Vicious story. Yeah. Hey, listeners, it's me, one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer, and I'm here to tell you about Surphead Recordings. They have a wide selection of stuff to choose from, not only on the label side but the distro side too. Very recently, they got some new pickups from Scapegoat, including the 7-inch and LP, Hatred Surge's Human Overdose LP, as well as the Left Overdose Flexi, and Iron Lung's Sexless No Sex LP. Uh, Those are some great, fucking incredible releases, and I think if you are a fan of fast and heavy music, they absolutely belong on your record shelves if you do not already have them. So if you're missing one of those, pick it up. You can also check out what they have on the label side coming soon with uh, releases like Live on Long Island by Hit Run Drivers. Big shout out to Chad. As well as Beauty Meets the Maggots by Maggot Vomit Afterbirth. Uh, If you are a fan of Gore Grind, they hail from Austin, Texas. And even if you're just mildly interested in the genre, they're one of my favorite like newer bands. And I absolutely think you should check them out. Go to syruphead.storeenvy.com to check out what they have to offer. Find something that I just mentioned. Find something that you're familiar with. Pick up something that you've never heard of before. Maybe check out a link. You know, maybe surprise yourself. I always like to do that. Find something I'm familiar with. You know, go with something I've never heard of before. Surprise myself. Wanted to also mention that on July 30th, Bethpage, New York... Long Island, for those that probably don't know, Barely Breathing Fest will be happening. Uh, That is a fest presented by the 48th Cut, Baby Chico Records, and our sponsor, Surphead Recordings. We have a myriad of bands that have been announced already, including Sulfuric Cautery, Moisturizer, Maggot Vomit Afterbirth, hey, remember them, Mental Abortion, Charcuterie, Blemish, and Holy Grinder. July 30th, at Mr. Beery's in Bethpage, New York. Check it out. It's going to be a fucking sick fest. Lineup is already loaded. What more can you ask for? Peace. Okay. Let's uh, hear this. Yeah, this is the best tour story I have, I think. There's probably better ones that I just simply do not remember enough, but... When Death Camp went on tour in like 20, yeah, it would have been 2012. It was supposed to be for our 7-inch, but of course that didn't come out in, on time because nothing in Rochester ever does. Um, we, it was like the fourth day of a week tour or something. We were playing in Newport, Rhode Island, which is a area where it was like, there's like very, very affluent areas and then like also trailer parks um, with guy who booked our show was like a pretty... A RISD student from a well-off family that had been in that town since the 1700s or whatever, Mayflower stock kind of guy. And our drummer and I, for context of this tour, uh, were not feeling so hot. We had, like, at that point, like, little baby, barely want to call it a habit, like heroin habits. And we had run out 
on like the second day of tour and and we're he was that's crazy that you guys were like on tour driving around with you know heroin too yeah with two straight edge guys who had no idea but fucking i I mean not for very long because we ran out on the second day and so and and like we weren't like dope sick it was not like that but it was a bummer to say the least we didn't feel great um at the time, he and I, or at least I, was also doing bath salts every day. That was, for the record, the only drug. I've done a bunch of them. That was the only one that I could not stop doing. I tried it at a party, <laughs> and I learned that you could buy it at a head shop, and I did it every single day until I couldn't anymore for reasons that, yeah, I couldn't do it anymore because well, fucking— I think it's because of Obama, right? It is because of Obama. We had a little bit— that we brought on tour of this, what was it, advertised as hookah cleaner, but was basically like uh, somewhere, between, it was like meth. And fucking, we were thinking like, all right, we only have a little bit, but that's fine. We can just go to a head shop and get more. And then I think like a day or two before we were in Newport. See like a newspaper we, or something? Yes, right? <laughs> we stopped at a gas station and I see a big old headline, Obama bans synthetic drugs, effective immediately. And I was like, you Muslim bastards, you you fucking <laughs> you have ruined so many lives, including mine. So we're in Newport and neither of us are feeling too hot. We're trying to deal with the situation by drinking like a Slurpee that we put whiskey in or something. It's awful. And we we're at a skate park because two of the guys in our band like to skateboard. We don't fucking skateboard. Who skateboarded? I, Noah, Noah was skated at the time. Yeah, J- Jared skateboarded. Jared. I don't think Rory did, but he was like hanging out with them. And then Noah tells me and John, we're like miserable sitting by the car. He's like, oh, dude, this fucking little kid. He's like, he looks like nine years old. He just tried to smoke us up. It was really funny. I don't know who the fuck he thought he was talking to because our response was, where's he at? <laughs> Where he at, yo? Where he at, yo? Where's this kid? This is the plug now. And he pointed... Uh, <laughs> Put it towards this fucking kid, and, like, it was actually before even that happened, the kid had walked up to all of, like, he asked us, hey, do you guys like 22-ounce drinks? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then he, like, walked to a gas station from the skate park and just stole, like, big gulps for us. Uh, do you guys like 22-ounce drinks is really funny to start with. 22-ounce drinks. Do you guys like drinks? Like, he, like, knew what size cop he was going to steal, <laughs> yes, too. yeah, yeah. And, um, like, you know, not like the big one, but like, you know, enough to where it's like a good drink. And uh, John is like, hey, kid, I heard you got some weed. Like <laughs> at some point he like he nicknamed him Nick Vicious, but that wasn't a name he told him to his face. He just called him kid. And like we st- walked into the woods by the skate park with a kid. He's like, yeah, I got some weed. And immediately Noah calls us. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like you're walking into the woods with a child because he he told <laughs> us he told us he was 13 I swear to you, he looked eight years old. He could have been 13. I don't know. But, like, Noah said there was a cop who was, like, watching us walking into the woods. But we were like, fuck <laughs> it, man. Let's see what happens. John is like, we should give this guy some of the coke we bought. And I was like, no, we shouldn't. He was like, that would, that would <laughs> like, be. Uh, that's a kid. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then he had, like, we didn't do that. But he had, like, a one-hitter. And we fucking sat there and took one hit of shitty weed with this child. And didn't. I don't even remember really talking to him. He's like. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I just got weed here. I just got a little wood did or whatever. Like, and that was, I, I guess it was cool. I don't remember feeling anything. Now, the funny part was when, like, after that, when he thought he was our friend. Uh, so he's, like, hanging out by our U-Haul with us. Like, the, the so, like, the first thing, he got it. John had Newport's cigarettes, menthols. 
and he was Nick Vicious was on that like fucking white on rice. He was just like, "Can I have a cigarette? No. Can I have a cigarette? No. Can I have a cigarette? No. Give me a cigarette. No." And uh, the funny thing is, John was like, "I'm not giving you a cigarette, kid. Like you're fucking six years old. That's the most illegal thing you could ever do." And it's like, he's not six, and like you already did drugs with him yeah you know an illegal drug and it was incredible i've never seen anything like it john put his cigarettes down for less than half a second and this kid had gone into the pack taken one out and lit it with a lighter with his lighter already and we were like fair play man fair play and he thought he fucking i don't think he knew that we knew rory in them and rory is like red hair with freckles so he's like you see that guy and we were like (laughs) yeah and he was like all those little dots are from when he used to shoot heroin in prison. That's where he got his tattoos. <laughs> we're like, damn, kid, that's crazy. And, and of course, the highlight, as with any little kid, is when he starts trying to convince us that he has sex with women. Like, he won't, he won't stop about, like, talking about, yeah, I, I, I got laid. I banged this girl, that girl. Wants. Yeah, and, and I'm not really saying much to him. And John's just like, shut the fuck up, kid. You never, you never fucked anybody. He's like, yes, I did. I did it eight times. And John's like, all right, kid, what's pussy taste like? And I see this little white kid just like he pauses. He's got a little smirk on his face. I can tell he's formulating his response for a second. Then he says, (laughs) cotton candy, yeah. (laughs) And we'll have to bleep that. But that's the funniest thing I've maybe ever heard in my life. Is this little nine-year-old. He might have been 12 or 13, but he looked about nine. And it's a little white kid at a skateboard. This was the part of Newport that was not. There were, like, trailer parks near there. I mean, he's stealing 22-ounce drinks. And just him, like... For the gas to... station guy, he's probably like, oh, it's just a kid. Whatever. That's like a, that's like a four-year-old. Like, like I'm not going to stop This 20-year-old guy asking him... This 20-year-old unhappy Hispanic man asking him what his pussy taste like and him saying <laughs> cotton candy soft A is... Yeah, great I've never, You know, I, that's why I want to go on tour again is I really I want to go to Newport and put, make sure that Nick's doing well. Put that quote on that kid's tombstone when he leaves <laughs> the earth. Uh, that's that's gotta be. That's gotta I don't remember what happened. We had a video of him like dancing and shit, too. He was funny, but also like we were all kind of like that kid sucks. I hate that kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like he would, you know, I'm sure I, he probably would have got on my nerves, to be honest with you. <laughs> Rory telling him that his freckles were from shooting heroin and him believing it is amazing. In jail, too. And him, he stole drinks for, like, the whole band. He went back there and stole sodas, like, three stole, times. Stole, like, five drinks. He, he kept stealing sodas from that place, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was fucked. And then we fucked up. I've never talked about this before. We never told any of them, but we went to that gas station to get like a Slurpee to put whiskey in. Yeah. And we straight up left the wallet with all like we had a little band money because we did Boston the day before. It was like right. $400. We left it on the U-Haul and drove away, got back to the skate park, realized that it was gone. And thank God we were in Newport, Rhode Island. We drove back and the white people who don't know any better or have money or whatever had our wallet and gave it back to us. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, well, wow. you know, it's not like they need it. We almost did something like, un- I mean, we did something unforgivable. We lost the band money, but we recovered it. Thank fucking God. There was a couple times where I was like, oh, jeez. Hope the fucking, no one's ran into my fucking, you know, got the fucking money that I had stashed where I had it stashed. And luckily, no, it, it was fine every single time. Um, but if I go on tour now, that of course none of that would happen. I I, I don't no. understand. I mean, this is another getting old thing. 
I don't understand how I drank all day and acted that stupid on the road for a week for a week or even three days. It's fucking no way. No fucking way. I don't know. I ate Chinese food for breakfast from a food court on that tour. Fucking. That sounds awesome. It was kind of awesome, but (laughs) it's fucking gross. But uh, yeah, I want to hit the road again and and meet more characters like Nick, hopefully. Um, Yeah, I'm just I'm on r slash punk right now because I wanted to see um, there was a couple other things I want to talk about. But I think the one thing I wanted to talk about was the biggest thing, the Descendants T-shirt. Oh, what's, yeah. What's going on with that? Yeah. Because we don't really need to talk about the Pantera reunion. No. We will. We we'll, will. We'll talk after uh, it happens. Get to it. It's, it's, when the I'll discourse this, surrounding it starts, which yeah. is what I'm more interested in. That's the last thing we well, need right now. I think people are already, you know, upset about it because they're like, dang. Rightfully but so. Again, we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. I, I, I Personally, I think it's bullshit. I think Phil is a coward because uh, he could be blamed for the death of Dimebag. And his brother uh, fucking... And Vinny, right? Because Vinny he fucking was... hated his guts and didn't want to do a reunion with him. And he waited until they were both dead to fucking do it. He's and... also a coward because he keeps like doing Zig Hiles and then saying, I'm not a racist. Nah, what the brother. fuck are you idiots Yo, talking I'm just about? talking about drinking white wine. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, yeah, not, like... The people who want to go see you play in the 21st century don't care anyway. Just fucking... Definitely not. Yeah, coward. But um, I'm on r slash punk. I'm if if you need a laugh, guys, go to r slash punk. It's hilarious. Um, this is a post. I'm having a hard time understanding punk culture. For what I'm seeing, this isn't making any sense to me. If punk is all about anti-racism, anti-police, anti-sexism, anti-whatever, then why is the entire scene mostly a bunch of straight white guys living in the suburbs? Why is everyone having to dress so stereotypically over the top punk? Why is the scene ran like a clan? There's all these moral codes that people are told they have to follow before they can become punk. I thought punk had zero rules. I thought you could sing, play, and do however you personally feel like. You personally you feel me. like. I thought punk ran on the individual's views and not what he is told to be. This is probably the most uniform group of people I've ever seen in my life. So is it just me who doesn't understand, or is there just a load of people in the subreddit who are giant posers? See, to me, that just sounds like that guy's mad that it's like, you know, he like wants to play like like EDM or like indie rock, and but somebody's like, oh, like, you know, that's, that's not, not punk. punk. And then he's like, well, I'm just shocked that someone is in earnest saying that in 2022, because the points he made are things that people were saying like in the 80s, and I think there's like a meaningful or perhaps even useful way to articulate some of the points they're making. But, like, how, how is he taking it back? Those are cliches by now. Like, that's the cliche of the punk Right, scene. I that's mean, he's, joke. like, the one who's, right, coming off, like, a fucking... It's like, what did, like, somebody pay you to, like... Like, that's the joke. Like, people make jokes all the time about punk supposed to be... They're how, the how biggest conf- conformist of all. Yeah, and and if that's true, like, I don't care. And, and it's not... There's even, like... If you can be a bit of an absurdist, which you have to to get through this life, it's like, yeah, it's it is absurd, and and it, that doesn't mean it's bad or that it can't be fun. I mean, and it's like I don't understand very Pollyanna-ish, unless like the person who posted that is thirteen years old. I mean, in which case, fine. Kind of weird too, how it's just like, oh, I like now we got to make all these like you know like gay people and black people like you know like punk now. You know, I'm like, like that's kind of what it comes yeah, off it, as. It does it. There, I know what you're talking about. Um, you're, you're talking about these people being like, 
man, why is it just white people here? It's like, well, I mean, every scene is fucking different. I will say, like, and, like, at mo- honestly, at most of the HR shows and even the Leaking Head shows straight up, there is, like, more diversity than I've, like, seen at shows. Ever, yeah. Like, ever. Yeah, so, right now. So, right yeah. now, if you haven't been to a show in a long time, probably isn't like that. Probably because of, like, people actually, like, standing up to stupid bullshit. Um, which is a good thing. Yeah, it, it is, is a good yeah. thing. There is diversity, and I want to see people like who aren't afraid to come to shows. Um, I also think that like being like there should be these amount of people. Like, there's a thousand reasons why people don't like punk. Um, just because you listen to, it, you don't like it. You don't have like yeah. It's like yeah, maybe growing it's up of, like, listening the, the to like music. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And, and and this ties in with this book that I'm gonna start covering. I sort of introduced this idea. On the episode with Connor, I'll introduce it to you guys off mic. But um, one point that he, I, I think the author is going to get into is that punk, just like any other subculture or subgenre or anything in the music world or anything at all, is inevitably, as much as you might wish it wasn't, going to be conditioned by like the structure of society as a whole. Like, punk is not actually like a magical kingdom that you get to escape to that isn't some way i mean think about it literally like the way that the structure of the global economy and the way the world is set up determines whose music even gets heard forget punk just music yeah. in general like right. you will never hear a band from the central african republic forget a band you're you're never going to hear a musician you're from there you're never going to hear a musician from kazakhstan yeah, Kazakhstan maybe. maybe they have a. I've heard they have a good music scene in the capital, but probably not. No, you're not like, wrong. You're never like, gonna hear. You're like not, like not going to stumble upon that. We'll say that you're not stumbling. Absolutely upon that. not. If you're doing it. Um, you're never going to hear that, a Burmese band. You're going to hear. You're, no, you're going to no. hear that when you walk into like the like annoying the, record store and the guy like mm, I like Burmese yeah, um, funk yeah. jazz from uh, nineteen. And even then, the the Burmese music he's heard has been curated through those same structures. Right. That, like, and this is a, not an encouraging thought. It is discouraging, and I'm sure that precious soul on Reddit wouldn't want to hear this, but that's the reality. And if you really want to change that, you're going to have to get involved with something a lot more than a music scene. You're going to have to okay? join the CIA, yeah. kid. Yeah. Well, it seems like the person that we just talked about their Reddit, they seem to be like... I thought it was about the individuals. They're like, it's supposed to be like this, but it's like this. And like, but then they're like, it's supposed to be like anti-racist and stuff like that. But there's a bunch of white people. It's like, yes. Like, so, I mean, is, what, is who, he saying this? Like, so you're, it's like, are you supposed to be saying that like, it shouldn't be that? Like, well, a, lot of, a lot of things are supposed to be anti-racist and are full of white people. I don't know if this guy is aware of like. Corporations, you know who's the most corporations doing land acknowledgements <laughs> yeah. at their Zoom meetings and shit now, but you know who's got the most racist though? Um, Who white people? So it's good. Th- it's a good thing if there are white people and they're anti-racist. I mean, it's, right? It's better than if they weren't that. I mean, I don't know. And it's a music scene. Like, I, I also just, don't. Yeah. I guess my another thing that I think is kind of and something I try not to discuss really at all not because i don't like discussing it but because i don't i don't try and like advertise like i'm yeah i'm bad i'm not i'm, I'm a good person <laughs> like, you don't try to advertise i'm bad i'm yeah i'm bad actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's it does, like it doesn't help anyone else it doesn't really oh help i mean also else. shouldn't it be like um, you know if you have to be like i'm not racist you know it's like oh that's kind of weird it's like, a I little mean, you know, kind of just hope that you, you know i mean you wouldn't have to say that i get i get it if that's like something that you're like all about or something like that. I just think that like 
for me personally, um, oh, wait one sec. For me personally, I don't think it's something that I find worth like pointing out in my like personal view because it's like yeah, just like talk to me and like I, I'd rather I don't know. It's just it's almost that's like how I reflect myself. I barely want to talk. I don't want to really talk about myself. It's how most like normal people are. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is this. I just it's craziest person. May, I maybe they're very young, but and have clearly they haven't been involved in punk scene very long. But they're saying the same things people have been saying about punk oh, rock. This straw Tim. Sorry, we got our we got L- our readers. Literally, order now. like there's fucking a Lester Bangs article about this. I mean, this is an issue that's gone way back. And and like I said, there's some interesting questions there. There's some their punk is riddled with contradictions and paradoxes, as is the whole world we live in. And like I said, with this series, I want to do. I want to sort of unpack some of those a little bit looking at that one chord wonders book but um this person frankly sounds like they're not even beginning to think deeply enough to understand the issues they're talking about very base level on their end because it's like what like why would a music scene be able to be like completely day and night from the whole society we live in like that's not it's gonna even if it positions itself in opposition to the broader society that's still it's a position relative to the broader society and it's going to be reflected in some way in that music scene. And like I said, the only way around that is, I don't know, but not by starting a punk band, unfortunately, like that just isn't how, how it works. Or, you know, making fucking inane bullshit. <laughs> Reddit. Like that posts on Reddit. On yeah. Reddit like yeah. that, it's like, kid, you're not, you're not helping anyone. So no, not, a, not at all. Um, but if you didn't know, I, a, uh, the House Select Committee is to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol held its seventh public hearing on the 12th of July. Uh, during the hearing, Jason Van Tattenhove, a former spokesperson for the far-right group Oath Keepers, wore a Descendants t-shirt. The band is not having it. Um, oh, that's the thing that the, with the Descendants shirt. Yeah, now someone on Twitter was like, I saw, I saw a bunch of discourse oh, what? about that. People Twitter. trying to be like, dare the Descendants? They're racist. No, no, no. Like people being, they're they're racist, no, no. The opposite. But... The opposite. People being like, uh, don't you know this is the band? This is the kind of band? Or like, don't you know that this is a punk band? And I'm like, okay, I'm not a huge Descendants fan. We are going to do an episode on them, and I think it's important. Yeah, we'll pr- important probably band. revisit some of these questions. That's but interesting yeah. because I do not give a shit about that band. Um, which I don't blame you. But listening to like Milo Goes to College, this is not a political album whatsoever. Like it is a bunch of high schoolers like making. Punk oh, you music. mean and what people are trying to be like? That band like, really is not radical left. Yeah, politics. No, well, people. This is well, people uh, are just saying like, oh, by virtue of being a punk band, they're political they're or right. something. Also, it is hilarious whenever someone is like a right wing person likes Rage Against the Machine or likes I don't know. Um, yeah, like Descendants or something like that. It's a punk band. Oh, like, they like a really people, popular people are band. Like, oh, how do you like this band? You're right wing, and it's like. Because, because they it's like Manowar. they like yeah because it's man war and they have <laughs> sick riffs and killer drums like, yeah literally it's because it's because this band has good songs that are fun to listen to that's it like that's let's be honest that's it people that's all it I, takes. I'm a I would say I'm pretty far left and I like bands that don't reflect my political values um, and maybe be the opposite. Most normal of them. people probably do to some extent. Because at the end of the day, I look at it political values whatsoever. Yeah, I, or yeah, exactly. So like, I like music because I like the music, and someone 
who maybe isn't the biggest fan of some band's political ideology can still break through and enjoy them because punk music, music in general, is not... The, the actual substance of music is not political. Like, a guitar riff is not political. You know what I mean? Not, not in that Not until sense. you heard Rage Against the Machine, brother. Uh, here, right. I it guess does, It doesn't operate independently of politics, though, because what riffs... No, it, 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 the music, it's about, like, riffs are, aren't, like... I mean, I don't come know, with man. A, riffs come with a song, and those come with political and social like even even like, even a riff itself is i mean that's like and this is like down into way deeper levels than any of these people on twitter would think about but like all right you write a punk riff you learned how to write that riff by listening to a bunch of other music again the political structure of the world determines like which music you heard that inspired you wrote that right I mean, that riff i that, will that, say that yeah it's political on that level but that's not what those people mean like right any, also kind of yeah. a wild way to think of it too it is wild, but you know. if, once you think about it, you can't really unsee it. Like it, it's like, yeah, I, you know, the music I consume to some extent is determined by society, like in terms of what I, even what I can literally hear, and then that'll shape the music I write. And it's, you know, that doesn't mean it's bad, but it's, it's all, you know, everything's kind of connected in that sense. But the idea that by virtue of being punk, like descendants are inherently left wing or something is like. Asinine. Like that band, like, well, see, yeah. the band on say, their record. Hasn't that band? Yeah, like they kind of say some like shitty stuff on some of the. They do. Say do. Some we'll shitty we'll stuff. get. It, we'll get it. We can't get into all that now, but we'll talk about that because people are upset with them too now. Well, like too. they, like they. I feel like they should be because people probably did, you know, investigate like their lyrics. Yeah, and you know they probably came across some shit that you know is I'm sure doesn't it's, fly. It's mostly now. misogynist stuff yeah, with of that course, band. Of um, not really the kind of cringe stuff, and definitely cringe. More like almost probably like what maybe on some like incel that shit. I, you're you're, it's crazy. You are right on the ball with what a lot of people online are saying, and they're not totally wrong. Although I think they're harping on it too much. Like. Yeah, there's some incel energy with some of the Descendant stuff. I mean, I could tell just by looking at, like, the, yeah, like, the artwork for that record. You know, it's like a fucking nerdy bitch on the cover. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what the funniest... I would I would ahead. also say they have they have songs about, like, farting on people, so it's like... Yeah. That's a very if right This is wing. a band that we're, like, holding up to be, like, a... Uh, a left-wing uh, saviors. Like, <laughs> oh, man, guys. Like, if the guy was wearing a crass shirt, it'd be, like, one thing. But he's wearing a Descendants shirt. They make pop punk. Get yeah. over your fucking self, you fucking I'll, losers who don't know anything about music. Like, go, goddamn. If I can get back to your statement about, like, how riffs aren't inherently political, I will disagree uh-huh. with that. Argus Lent, that sounds like some right-wing riffage to me. You, I, I, yeah, I, when you hear those riffs, you those, just gotta go. They are those riffs are racist. They got a, they got a couple opinions, and I don't want to hear them. Uh, not at all. <laughs> and no. I, yeah, exactly. You know what the funniest, <laughs> the funniest one is, and this again, I'm sure we'll come back to this because I, I want to do some like skinhead related content. But one uh, sort of axiomatic thing that you'll hear a lot in the punk subcultures, they'll talk about the original skinheads in the '60s and how. They were the whole, you know, centerpiece of their subcultures. They were obsessed with music from Jamaica, early ska, reggae, rock city, whatever. And that is just sort of prima facie presented as like evidence that they were not racist, which if you think about it, is so stupid. Like, obviously, and I'm not saying all of them were. That's too, the question, some of these questions are too much to get into now. But like anyone who's like hung out with actual racists or met them 
should know that like they can absolutely fucking love music made by black people, including Jamaicans. Or I mean, I, I dude, I mean, I don't know if I should admit this, but I, I used to like there was a guy who lived in my old apartment building. He yeah. was an Aryan Brotherhood member, and he had a Jamaican wife. Yeah, and he and had he, the, he hand waved at this being like, oh, she's black. from the oh, Caribbean, yeah. like. That's not, she's not black. It's well, I've like, also wow, that's really there's interviews with it, skinhead guys from the '60s where they're like, "Yeah, the Jamaicans are all right, and they hate Packies just like we do." But even right. even being like specifically anti-black, it's like people will will cite that thing about the skinheads be like, "Yeah, in the '60s they liked reggae, but all those Nazis from the '80s like they didn't." And like low key, and and it's low key because a lot of them don't necessarily like wave this around either. A lot of those Nazis guys fucking loved all those old reggae records, too. Like, they would have reggae dances and shit. Like, wh- that doesn't actually interfere with them. If if they're, like, okay, if you're, like, a garden variety, like, casual racist, like, yeah, being really into Jamaican music or something could actually, like, sway you a bit because that's how a human being who's not a cult member works. Um, but if you're, like, ideologically committed to being a neo-nazi like that's probably strong enough in your brain that like you listening to a a fucking prince buster record isn't really going to change it unfortunately so that's just uh, people like cited that and even myself included as just like a thing that's obviously true that listening to reggae music all the time and uh, being racist are like mutually exclusive and it's like nah man you're talking about human beings here this is like Something we've talked yeah. about before, and it comes up a lot when you're talking about music scenes and how it relates to, like, social issues, is, like, a lot of shades of gray with humans. Everybody's brain is, like, a matrix of different desires and interests and ideas, and some are stronger than others, but, like, everything's a spectrum. Everything in life is a spectrum. None of it is just, like, an yeah. on-off switch, and everybody wants to make everything an on-off switch. And yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell them about you that. Will, you will find a reason. If if you are a racist you and you like something that you, I guess quote-unquote, shouldn't like. Oh, they'll will, find a way to excuse You'll find a way to excuse it. Same thing with being on the left or something like that. You will find a way to excuse some behavior that is generally perceived as being not what you should be doing. Or um, toxic or whatever you want to call exactly. it. Exactly. Toxic to whatever your uh, team is. And I hate saying that because I I hate the people that are like, I don't like politics. Both teams are bad. And like that's as far as they go. And it's like. Which, I mean, I feel like that also at this point kind of does seem like code for like, oh, yeah, like I'm racist. And like, right I'm a little way. racist, but like, I'm not that racist. Um, yeah. 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 It, it is very funny. That everything is so like truly is more black and white than I kind of thought it would be. Like everybody wants to see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's because, really well, I, annoying. It really. And I hate to do it but everyone wants to like not be canceled that's really what it boils a lot of it boils down to now yeah. in 2022 is that people don't want to be canceled they don't want their like potentially perceived social lives to be disrupted in any single way and like it's like no offense you're probably friends and like hanging out with people that suck because like if someone does something shitty my first thing isn't to go i want to harm you like Unless it's like really bad, you yeah, know what I mean? which it like can be, because yeah. it's like it, it's like all right, well, you do something bad. Why is that? Like, what can what can we do to a stop you from doing it and b like help you like a overcome this poor this bad behavior, this negative behavior, and like also like maybe try and like heal the people that you've hurt if you've hurt if it includes like people. And like listening to specific rack, like listening to a record, I don't think actually hurts anyone. And, like, we were just talk, talking about, like, yeah, they're literal Nazi skinheads listen to, like, 
meets with white black people. Like, a, lo- a lot of them don't. Just a lot of them for don't. Context, Some of them don't s- probably, but es- like especially now, once you get into the '90s and all the American shit, that's like so many steps removed. That probably not so I much. Would, but I would also say in the '80s, like that, you know, yeah. People, people also like. I think if you're coming at it from America versus maybe like another country, like the UK, it's different. Like how we experience and interact with racism. Oh, it's it is, is vastly different. There, there are obviously huge similarities, but absolutely, yeah, different. The UK different social situation, different different um, kind of things. Hard to situation. you know. I will say hard to kind of compare the two. Yeah, um, I mean, I I actually it's funny because I just actually had a friend who, uh, he was wearing like uh, he he was dressed up like a skinhead basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then he went to to a bar and people confronted him about it. Really, even though he even wasn't now. you know trying to be, which I will say it's like. Uh, maybe should like you know think better about that kind of thing, man. People, people might do that. Nobody ever did that to me, but I look angry all the time. And well, it, here's the helped. thing. I think he got the you know he got ganged up on. Yeah, like I think he like this person in particular was like hanging out with a chick and that, but then like you know it was like four or five like you know slim shady types. I think yeah. like in front of them about it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And what did what was their consensus? Well, they were like, I think they were like trying to get him to leave, or they were gonna like beat him up or something. Oh, so I mean, it's funny because that is that has less to do with like skinhead right. and more well, just we just I don't think, like oh, you. Excuse, well, it's funny because yeah. like the slim shady types, it's like, oh, you guys are like being the racist one. Well, and Probably. and also like the slim shady types, if that means what you, I think it. Means. Yes, it is exactly okay. what. It, I <laughs> if if those guys were in England in the '60s, they would have absolutely been been skinheads. Skinheads were like the original uh, slim shady types, basically, like. <laughs> They were like poor white kids in England who were obsessed with literally like gangster culture from Jamaica and like uh, sort of created their own version of it. It's it's kind of it's kind of funny, but damn. Yeah. I, like I said, I never got any trouble for that, but that is. Well, I mean, that was at Lux. Sucks. Oh, it's at Lux? That Lux? happened at Lux, yeah. What the fuck? Man. I mean, another reason to not go to that bar yeah, in there's general. Plenty, plenty of reasons, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you're sick of uh, cancel culture and PC language, uh, get into reggae music, uh, dance hall, the and dance, man of war. the dance hall yep. scene. They could not care less. You can just. And I think this is changing now. But yeah, if you're if you're against <laughs> cancel culture, go go see the uh, the fucking the uh, Pantera reunion. Go see the Pantera reunion. Listen to dance artists from Jamaica who just have like ding dong no- number one hits about murdering sexual minorities and. That shit bangs. I can't. Li- no. I can't fucking lie to you. And it's in a bunch of slang that I might know because I'm a freak, but you probably don't. Some your, of the your yeah. average person would. Welcome. I want to do a skinhead episode, and especially since I've been listening to some of the '60s reggae again. And when it's good, it's like sublime. Not like the band, which we should also do an episode about. And it's Wait, tangential. That would be fun. Sublime in the happen. transcendent sense. It's really, really well, good. I mean, sublime is kind of like they got that like connection i think doing a sublime episode makes a lot of sense i think actually i mean because i would just love to do just a you know mercilessly shit on uh that band but uh yeah well go to kings of punk.com check us out on social media like kings of punk at kings of punk pod on twitter and at Cop Pod Official on Instagram. We do have a Facebook now. Contra, what you said earlier, the one reason to make one is you have to for Instagram sometimes. Oh, really? Uh, especially, like, I don't know, not with a creator profile, but if you want to have a business profile, which you 
sometimes need for certain reasons, you have to have one. So we do have Facebook, and I probably, because it's really easy to post on Facebook, we'll probably be posting things there. So um, you can find us there. I'll share it around somehow. But and, and YouTube. I've been putting new clips up on there and shit. Kings of Punk podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Also, send us any, you know, uh, que- uh, questions, complaints, requests. Uh, yeah, anything like that. Stuff you like, stuff you don't want to hear. Absolutely. Kings of Punk podcast at gmail.com or hit our inbox, hit our anywhere, DM us. And we got we to gotta play the voicemails next week. We got voicemails from people. We do? Okay. You said we did, so we'll see. We'll do it next week. Uh, we got to get on top. Of, we gotta, we're we getting yeah, back into the... Get the, some, like, old ass. <laughs> like, these were, like, three months ago. Yeah. Something. That's good. We'll just do, bang on all of them. And I, I got some episode ideas. We got some ideas. So we'll be coming at you with some new legacy ofs, et cetera, bah. soon. And I am still kind of wanting to do a little mini-series about that... Uh, that uh, One Court Wonders book. So we, we got a lot of things in the pipeline. Thank you for listening. And, uh, again, let us know what you think. Get in touch. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I think that Big does it for out. today. Yeah. Bombs away.